What's up, everybody? Welcome to our podcast, Couldn't Make This Up If I Tried. I'm La Chancla. And this is Yessi. We are two first-gen Latinas. Chismeando about mental health and wellness. Keeping it lighthearted while, while keeping, keeping it real. So, it's February. Can we still say Happy New Year? Mm-hmm. I don't even want to say Happy New Year. <laughs> January? <clears throat> well, January felt like a year. <laughs> it was so long. I usually like that. I don't mind it, but it was so. This long. January was stupid. I think we could still Happy New Year because it's Chinese New Year. Oh, that's right. So Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah. Um, I think we we were talking about a little <clears throat> bit about um, New Year's resolutions, like probably <laughs> since before the New Year, right? Right. We were just kind of talking about making them. Do we make them? Do we not make them? Do we keep them? <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't think that I ever remember actually making a New Year's resolution. I, I know. That's, that's what you said. Yeah. And I was like, well, I feel like growing up being Latina, right? Like, there's a lot of superstitions. <laughs> oh, that's right. Las uvas. Las uvas. And then, you know, like, you have your to- 12 wishes that you have to, like, put out there. Your buenas vibras, your good vibes out there, right? I could never do the great <clears throat> thing, like, all in one time. I know. I think, like, any time I try to, like, shove them down my throat, I'm, like, trying to think what my resolution is. <laughs> I forget them all. I just right. ate a bunch of grapes. Right. So, <laughs> so, I think that's part of it. I think you're right. I think it's kind of hard to keep those resolutions. And I think, like, it puts a lot of stress on people, right? Because if yeah. you don't accomplish them... Right. Like a lot of people are like in regards like maybe their fitness or their health or like wanting to switch jobs or kind of like having other things. Right. And Um, even just the word resolution, I feel like it feels very like finite. Right. Like mm -hmm. it feels like it puts a lot of pressure like and I think deadlines are important, but I'm looking up like the meaning, sorry, in the dictionary. And it says a firm decision to do or not to do something. Mm. And I think that that's why. In my mind, I just never really make them because um, I say it all the time. Mm-hmm. I, I think about it all the time, right? We're we're kind of our own mm-hmm. ongoing project. Right. And I think rather than saying, like, you know what? This year, um, I'm not going to eat bread all year long. Cause <laughs> y la dieta. <laughs> yeah, that'd be, that'd be wild. I just, you know, slowly incorporate, right. like, <clears throat> new habits, better habits. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's about kind of like maybe taking the small steps towards some like a goal maybe that you're trying to work towards and also kind of having in mind that sometimes when you set a goal, sometimes you're going to have setbacks and like kind of like even being okay with that. So kind of like what you're saying, I think for a lot of people that put like their stress on their resolutions, sometimes they don't end up going through with their resolution and it's kind of like how a lot of people say i'm gonna set up myself for failure right and, and then, then that puts crappy. right and then you don't feel good about yourself right it kind of like decreases your self-esteem mm. or it kind of makes you like really wonder like am i going to be able to keep the rest of them and i think it may be sometimes it might be difficult for you to kind of follow through with the rest of them wake up in the middle of the night hyperventilate <laughs> damn there goes my resolution <laughs> but one resolution that you did have for this year and then we talked about it last year was starting the podcast hey, hey. look at us here we go <laughs> <laughs> i feel like yeah exactly we need to like raise the roof hey hey hey, hey we're doing hey. a little dancing i know you guys can't see us but we're dancing we're dancing <laughs> shaking the shoulder shaking the shoulder <laughs> there you go so, yeah, that's one big thing, right, yeah. that sort of, like, really came out of this. So yeah. that's one resolution that you're keeping. It's both a resolution <coughs> and almost kind of like a fear I had. Sorry. This <laughs> is really squeaky. I hear it, too. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. <laughs> 
No, but um, <laughs> I was telling her that it's something I think that I put off for so <clears throat> long because it was also something that scared <laughs> me. Maybe she just went chairs. <laughs> do you want to do the standing? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I feel like I probably should do it. Part of it because I'm laughing a lot. I'm sorry, everyone. I'm, <laughs> this I'm, is just you. <clears throat> this is just us, though. Yeah. Like the show. Yeah. But better. <laughs> so, anyway, but I think that was a big part right. of, like, and, you know, like, it was kind of like a leap of faith, right? Because, like, when we were talking about it about a year ago, we're, yeah, like, about yeah. a year ago, um, I remember we talked a little bit about fears, right? Kind of mm-hmm. like how that was a big part of it. Um, and because, like you said, um, it was, like, 10 years in the making. Yeah. Right? Long time. Right. So how does it feel now that we're in the studio and we're recording? It's crazy. I, I'm nervous, and you know that I'm always doing the whole thing where I'm like, airing out, I'm so sweaty. <laughs> She's not sweating, you She's not. I'm not. I'm glowing. <laughs> She's glowing. <laughs> I don't sweat. I glow. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think a lot about... Um, Back when I first started thinking about podcasts, uh, I, I shout out to my friend Myra. She'll know exactly what I'm talking about because we would always talk about going back and <clears throat> forth. And I think I was probably like 19 years old. I was super into music and just super into into life. Still am, but um, <laughs> she's living her best life. Yeah, I just didn't really know how to go about it, and I had a lot going on already back then. And, Mm -hmm. I mean, we always have a lot going on, but I think that um, in the realm of resolutions, another one of those was definitely facing a lot more of my fears Mm -hmm. and then kind of just live that way. Right, and I think when we were talking a little bit about getting kind of like ready for the episode, we talked a little bit about fears, right? Kind of like where do our fears come from? Mm -hmm. And uh, we were kind of like diving a little bit into culture and how sometimes like our culture kind of plays a role into our fears. Not so much because like people are trying to make us fearful of things, right? But I mean, you think about like growing up in like... El cucuy. El cucuy. (laughs) Or even la chancla. Yeah. (laughs) That's a real fear. I'm going to really quickly tell you guys why people call me la chancla so nobody is like... What is happening? Why is this girl the <clears throat> shoe, the sandal? Um, when I was 15, my niece, Lily, she was three. And um, she would try so hard to say Sandra. And every time she did, it sounded just like she was saying chancla. <laughs> and my cousin Art, who's a clown, he, he was like, ah, ha, ha, she said chancla. And it stuck. And I hated it at first. But then it was, if you remember, having me on your MySpace <clears throat> from the MySpace days, it just became a thing. And everybody knows me as chancla now. That's right, and it's true, and mostly because, you know, like, I think, like, my family, or my sister calls you La Chancla, so anytime we're, like, hanging out, like, oh, are you with the Chancla? Even my (laughs) mom now, like, ¿estás con la Chancla? (laughs) So it's something that's kind of, like, definitely sticking by. Yeah, so I'm just making it mine. So yeah, but um, but going back a little bit to yeah. kind of like what the fears are, right? Like I think we we grew up sometimes in the culture where um, we are kind of like faced with a lot of fears, kind of like what you said, like chancla el cucuy, or like if you go out, like something malo te va a pasar, right? Yeah, I think like we always live in the fear. I think it's maybe fear of the unknown. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and then I think that kind of like sometimes makes us or stops us from doing like things that we really want to do. Right? Oh, yeah. And I think when we talked about, like, even the podcast itself, I, mm-hmm. I know that that was the one thing that kind of, like, held you back a little bit. Yeah. Um, and so when you invited me, and I was like, heck, yeah, where do we sign up? When do we start this? <laughs> right? And it was kind of, like, in the back of our mind a little bit because we both got, like, really busy. Yeah. Um, and then finally, here we are. This is so right. exciting. Yeah, I definitely think about um, the way that I grew up and the way that I think um, fear was always something that um, – 
I felt like I didn't realize that until until I I'm now in my adult years. My mom, I think, because uh, jokingly, I know my teachers and things like that growing up would call me a worry wart because I was constantly like, but what if, what if this, what if that, right. just forever, for everything, anything. When I would do that with my mom, my mom would sometimes look at me and be like, I think that's my fault. Mm. And I didn't know what she meant until one day, my mom and I have breakfast at our counter every Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> and so one one Sunday when we were talking about something that I was afraid of, I don't even remember what it was because the one thing that stuck to me was just saying, say this to you a lot that I think you are this way because of me. And she even, she apologized mm. about it because she said that, when she when she was younger, she was always afraid of something, mm. and and she grew up. You know, she had a really rough upbringing too. They didn't they didn't have it easy um, when she was in Mexico, mm-hmm. and um, she was number three of ten siblings. So oh, you can imagine yeah. the first girl mm-hmm. of seven, <laughs> six, six. Sorry, um, <laughs> and and so she said that that even after she grew up, and then she when she was pregnant with me, she was really scared because she was really sick. So that whole thing with like passing mm. the feeling of anxiety mm-hmm. and everything mm-hmm. um onto your <clears throat> your unborn child she's like i i i think i did that to you and, and mm-hmm. i'm sorry and mm-hmm. i i didn't know what to say because i didn't i didn't ever really think about it mm-hmm. i thought this was just the way i was i was just a worry wart you know right. i just was always worrying about what was gonna happen next and and now i see you know the different things in my life i mean i i really definitely want to say i live with no regrets <laughs> <laughs> But, and I think I do Mm -hmm. for the most part. Um, I think about a lot of the decisions that I've made that I'm like, well, if I would have done this this way. But then I think about like, no, if I hadn't done it the way that I did, we wouldn't be here. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe I wouldn't have ever met you. Maybe Mm -hmm. I would have still been wild in Cali, not doing, you know. (laughs) Wilding out. (laughs) Yeah, wilding out. (laughs) No. And and I I think that that's kind of where I... Yeah, like where your fears come from. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, it could be part of it, too. Like, um, I think within our families, right? I mm-hmm. mean, they're very protective mm-hmm. of, like, of families. Like, growing up in a Latino oh, family, yeah. I mean, like, you know, everybody kind of, like, takes care of each other. So um, kind of, like, maybe in some ways they do instill the fears a little bit because they they don't want to lose you or, or they think that something bad is going to happen. Right. So they become overprotective. Um, and we, in some sort of ways, become codependent with mm-hmm. them, which that will be another episode <laughs> <laughs> for a different day, right? Because, I, I mean, Thanks that's a, a topic that I, I think it really comes up a lot in our communities. Mm-hmm. But um, just kind of like what you were saying, like the, maybe you prevent yourself in a lot of ways of like the what if something happens. But kind of like what we need to talk about is kind of like, well, what if that doesn't happen, right? Like right. what if something good comes out of this versus mm-hmm. kind of like staying in the worry? Because I know a lot of the times, I mean, I get to work with kids all the time right and I have this conversations with them in regards like what do we do with our fears right Uh, obviously you can't just shove them (laughs) like on their sweep them under the rug but how do we face this stuff them in your backpack like that chem homework (laughs) that's right right and then sometimes we kind of like tell them like well you got to face your fear right like we kind of like got to stay present be in the here and the now we can really be focused on like future events because that creates a lot of anxiety right right but what we can do is kind of like we can plan for them like right like so if something happens, well, if something happens, then I can be prepared for that. Like, I mean, obviously you can't prepare for everything, right? Mm-hmm. But kind of like even talking about that and not like being like stuck in, in the past, right? Because I think a lot of like our parents sometimes they oh, yeah. put a lot of pressure on themselves. They 
maybe carry like heavy backpacks with like a lot of trauma and and they think like oh I'm passing it on to my children um but kind of like focusing on what can we do now to kind of like move forward or like kind of even open the conversations right like mm-hmm. and I, I'm sure like that was an amazing conversation that you had with your mom because oh yeah it was you wild. were kind of like what <laughs> I didn't expect it from? right so like even even able to talk about those things mm-hmm. that we never really normally won't talk about right yeah I know that um that's one big step just like really honoring where we're at and kind of like all right, so what is it that I can do about this, right? Um, so going with that, what is your biggest fear? This is a really a really big one for me. Um, <laughs> way to get to know me. This is this is one of those really really <laughs> vulnerable moments. Um, I think losing anybody mm-hmm. close to me is a big fear because I've gone through losses um, before mm-hmm. and through different parts of my life. But I think one that like as my, I love my mom, I love my brother and everybody around me, but I think um, <clears throat> growing up because of the relationship that I have with my dad, we're very close and we're a lot alike. So mm-hmm. because of that, like we are both um, two peas in a pod and always like at each other's throats pretty right. much. But I saw him in, in some situations um, a few times where when I was really young where he, he, he might have not, you know, made it to live like another day so i think that i have a very specific like big big fear of losing Mm -hmm. my dad Mm -hmm. i'm always the girl who's kind of like i'm never getting married and that's also (laughs) a different episode but i think about losing my dad sometimes Mm -hmm. in the middle of the night and i think about like well what if one day i do want to be married and i Mm -hmm. and i and i'm walking down the aisle and my dad's not there Mm. and that like even talking about it right now i feel my heart rate just like (laughs) boom 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 boom. and i definitely think that for a long time like Mm -hmm. i I, that is a big one Mm -hmm. and i want to say that at this very moment that's my biggest Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's a real fear. I remember, like, I, th- and I don't know, I think I might have shared with you, but I remember when I was younger, like, sometimes I would wake up in the middle of the night and I would, like, freak out because I'm like, oh, my gosh. Because, uh, you know, like, my grandparents, like, really, my sister and I, when we lived in Mexico City. So a lot of the times I would wake up, like, freaking out, thinking, mm-hmm. like, oh, my gosh, my grandparents are not going to be here one day. Right? But I don't even know where the fear came from. Right. I mean, like, when I think about it now, I'm just like, why was I, like, so fearful of losing my grandparents? Okay, well, did something happen that mm-hmm. made me think, like, maybe I was going to lose them? But I remember, like, when it finally, like, when it happened that my grandparents got sick and they passed away, I was like, whoa. It was, like, a feeling that I had never felt. I mean, like, yeah. you go through the stages of grief, right? Right. Um, but it was, like, something that nobody really talked about. No. Um, and I don't even know if you experienced this with your own family when you have lost, like, family members, but we never really talked about it. I mean, it, we knew that it happened. And obviously, like, I saw my mom cry, my dad cry, my mm-hmm. sister cry. Um, but I remember, like, feeling like, well, I have to stay strong. I can't cry, right? I like, I was not allowing mean. myself to, like, cry or just, like, really grieve, like, 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 grieve through those deaths, right? Like, I mean, I even think about, like, the first time, like, we had a pet die, right? Like, oh. it was my abuelito's, like, dog, right? We call him a lobo. <laughs> I don't even know because he didn't even look like a lobo, like a wolf. Everyone has a lobo <laughs> or a firulais. <laughs> firulais. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I don't even know like why right like but yeah. I remember like I didn't that was the first death that I had encountered like mm-hmm. with a pet or like anyone and I remember like my right because I used yeah. to play with his dog and then like 
the, the first instinct that I had was to laugh. But it was not because I was, like, <laughs> laughing that he died. But I just didn't know how to handle I'm it. I'm laughing because I can picture you, like, <laughs> going through that. Right. Yeah. And I remember, like, walking down the steps when, like, after, like, everything had happened. And mm. I was like, why in the heck am I laughing? This is not even funny. Yeah. Right? But, like, nobody talked to me about it. Like, I mean, I think my grandpa was probably weirded out as to, like, why is she laughing? <laughs> why are you laughing? Yeah. Um, but, like, now that I think about it, like, you know, like in like then the events like in my life where I've had lost my grandparents and even my uncle and like, you know, a couple other family members or even like members in our community that kind of mm. like died suddenly. Yeah. We never really talked about it. I mean, it was always like, oh, they had a great life and this and that or like, oh, it's unfortunate. But like other than like, how are you feeling about that? We never really talked about you kinda it. You kind of just move on. Right. And so like what we were talking earlier on, right? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. with like everything that sort of has happened like within the last two weeks in regards to Kobe Bryant, right? Because that yeah. was one of the things we had talked about i mean like we were talking about how like this was the first time that we had seen people actually like really voice yeah. how they felt about his death whether you connected with him mm-hmm. or not um as an athlete or you were not a fan right like i think it just still brought up a lot of memories for a lot of people and kind of like mm-hmm. maybe i don't like i don't know when we were talking about this like not even it just being kobe and his daughter but you know the four mm-hmm. other families you know right. it was like everybody <clears throat> there like somebody you you kind of think about how many people were lost in that accident mm-hmm. and how many people were affected by mm-hmm. it and i think that an important thing that we mm-hmm. talked about that we should kind of keep talking about is and i and i didn't say it jokingly i said it super serious mm-hmm. I, I was like i'd never seen so many grown men cry yeah. on tv right right and i think that that is super important i think the one and only time i've ever seen and my brother, obviously, I would make him cry when we were, because he's my little brother when we were little. So he'd <laughs> right. cry all the time because I, I was, <laughs> Too young. A, yeah, I was a jerk, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, the jerk older sister, mm-hmm. and and I think about other men in my family and many and how many times I had seen them cry. And I think my dad, I saw him cry once, and it was something that like he and I were kind of talking about um, around the time that I was fifteen. But the before that. Um, he doesn't even know that I like saw him cry as mm-hmm. um, when we lost my mom's little brother. That was mm-hmm. a really tough time. I think that was my first super hard loss. And right. he doesn't. He waited to till he thought that like my brother and I were asleep, but I I couldn't sleep, mm-hmm. and so I I that was the first and only other time before my dad and I um, had that other conversation right. where I saw him cry. And I I hope that you know other men mm-hmm. and even my friends that i have talked to and like my cousins that i've checked in with because i have, I have a lot of family down in la so mm-hmm. you know LA i girl. la girl <laughs> no um so i i i checked in with a couple of them and you know mm-hmm. they they were actually it was the first one of the very first times that i had seen or like heard them actually express that and and like i said i think that just the way that this happened I think a lot of people were thinking about mm-hmm. other losses on top of right. this really big right big thing that happened right and i think like what was like something good that came out of it i guess and in some ways that we normalize that it's okay for men to also have those feelings right for men or not just men but like just like people People in general general. that it's okay to grieve right Mm because i think a lot of the times when we experience losses we don't really give ourselves the opportunity to grieve right i mean we know about the five stages of grief so the five stages of grief (laughs) are shock in denial because when it happens like, i think everybody kind of hits that we're like whoa wait what happened um 
then we feel the the anger and then we start the bargaining, right? Kind of like, well, if I pray, if I would have prayed a little bit harder, or if I would have done this, none of this would have happened, right? I think everybody kind of goes um, with that acceptance, right? Peace at one point where we're like, you know, like, okay, I'm okay. I'm okay that it happened. I know maybe they were suffering or maybe something happened or maybe it was meant to be um, the the pain and the guilt that a lot of people feel, right? I think like when somebody passes, like and if it's like um, a thing that just kind of like happened out of nowhere or maybe it was an illness, like people are always kind of like, oh, like this sucks, this hurts. Like um, I wish like, you know, that I could have been there a little bit more. Um, we start kind of blaming ourselves for things. Um, so I think like, again, like the, the, the nice thing, I guess, if you can say nice thing, but the thing that really came out for me is it was just like, wow, like people are really being open about their feelings, yeah. right? Like really talking about that, but also- the, And we love feelings. <laughs> we love feelings, <laughs> right? And the other thing that I was also kind of like in the back of my mind is like, you know, like because this is such, so public, right? Yeah. That um, people like, and I noticed this in myself and I think you and I were talking about it like- um, when we were having lunch together, yeah. but I could not get myself away from Instagram or Ugh, like the news, like the rabbit even holes. though like I wanted to kind of like take a break because it felt like heavy at times. Mm -hmm. Like I like there was information that would pop up and I would just like be like, but I want to know more, right? And I think that's sort of like a little bit like part of trauma, right? Kind of yeah. like you you're kind of like living it. I mean, it's kind of like nine eleven. You remember where you oh, were yeah. at when you found out about nine eleven, right? Or like like really big events like Sandy Hook or like all those things, right? Mm -hmm. Like you kind of like remember and remember the feelings that came from that. Right. Um. So I think you know, like one of the things that like when I was talking to students about it, because like a lot of students came to talk, you know, about like how they were feeling. Mm -hmm. It was just kind of like, you know, it's okay to disconnect a little bit from like social media. It's okay to disconnect a little bit and yeah. and kind of um, just find the things that really bring joy for you. Right. Yeah. Um, because when I talk to kids a lot about, um, I put my things in like two circles. I have an inner circle oh, yeah. and an outer circle. Too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like to, I'm a very visual person. Yeah. So, in my outer circle, what I draw, I'm like, what are some of the things that we don't have control over, mm -hmm. right? In my inner circle, I draw and I'm like, what are some of the things that we do have control over, right? And kind of like when, when you're kind of like going through a situation that's bringing up a lot of emotions, a lot of the time our emotions are mostly in the outer circle, right? Because it's mm -hmm. like, it's we sometimes like... Um, you know, connect to like, oh, well, um, a situation happened. So, yeah. and it's outside of my control and it's like making me like really sad. And, and in this case, obviously a lot of people are connected to like social media, right? So yeah. it's like something that's outside of our control and we can't control what people say all the time. Right. And mm -hmm. then there was a lot of negative things and positive things that were being posted. Um, and then a lot of the times I would recommend like students, like, okay, you like, you can choose to not engage in mm -hmm. that. You can choose to turn your phone away. You can choose to like spend time with your family. Right. So kind and that's like, just so hard for them right now. Yeah, right. I think for anyone, yeah. right? Because, I mean, even I was, like, going oh, yeah. to the thing. And then, like, something will come up, and my sister would be like, did you see what happened? Did you see yeah. that? And I was like, you know, I'm I'm just trying to disconnect. I'm trying to do some self-care. I'm trying to just watch The Bachelor. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely did something like that, something very similar. I, I love my guilty pleasure oh my in God. a time of uh, just yeah. stress, or I don't, I watch a lot of trash TV. Right, yeah. Yeah. And, I don't know why, ladies and gentlemen, but The Bachelor does it for me. <laughs> but, you know, it's not because he's, no. like, all that in a bag of chips. I don't know but it it's, like, like, it's just kind of, like, it helps me release my emotions. Yeah. Because I get so angry at the TV. <laughs> I, think, I think with this, when you were describing the thing right. about the circle, we also talked right. about... Um, 
all the different kinds of grief, right? right it's not right. necessarily like loss, like death, but right, 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 right. Um, because I think relationship. Like, oh yeah, like end of a relationship mm-hmm. or like um, a loss, like of a, of a pet or a friendship. Um, and I think like a lot of people have a really hard time dealing with that, right? Yeah. I mean, like I know that I do. And then it's yeah. like it's like finding like just the ways to kind of like take care of yourself, right? Because mm-hmm. we hear a lot about the concept of self care, right? Yeah. Um, but we know that sometimes like it's not accessible for a lot of people. I mean, because self care can be anything mm-hmm. self-care can be like watching trash tv like we do right real housewives, real housewives. Vanderpump. <laughs> bravo i, I stay know. on bravo oh yeah <laughs> right right exactly or it could be like mm-hmm. i'm gonna go on a walk or i'm gonna connect with a friend like right like sending them a message right oh, yeah. or i'm gonna go have lunch by myself yeah i mean it could be anything right i think in something like this that is a loss that was felt on such a like large scale Mm -hmm. and i'm not saying everybody because i obviously saw people being like get over it but we ain't gonna address that one right now (laughs) um it's taking care of each other Mm -hmm. because we are always right now talking about like self-care but because Mm -hmm. so many people felt it so deeply Mm -hmm. i think that day that it happened and i think i know that day that it happened i went and i i was having coffee with a really Mm -hmm. good friend of mine and we had both just found out Mm -hmm. so we we got each other's like super real raw reactions and we were looking like we said nothing not one word but we just stared at each other and both of us had like tears in our eyes Mm -hmm. because obviously neither of us knew kobe and i'm not like a laker fan but i think i know i was always a kobe fan because just of all the things that he was doing you know um uh, to a lot of positive things. Obviously, he wasn't a perfect human, and mm-hmm. and people, you know, are going to talk about the scandal. But that's that's what, mm-hmm. unfortunately, you know, when people are in that um in that space, like mm-hmm. they're exposed to that. You right. know, other people go through similar or other things, mm-hmm. and but their life isn't you know under a microscope. Right. And so both of us were pretty emotional, and I think that that coffee like that time that we had that coffee we both were like let's just stay off our phones and just catch up because we hadn't seen each other in a while right i think like when i found out like we were literally my sister and i were going to a birthday party for uh one of our Mm -hmm. (laughs) ahadas and so we're like walking to the dollar tree to get some balloons here i'm happily walking over and i just happened to glance at my phone and like all these messages because i have the nba app oh yeah blazers (laughs) go blazers (laughs) so i was looking at the app and then it was like notifications about like kobe Mm -hmm. bryant dead and i was like what I was like, this got to be a joke, right? Like, yeah. this can't be real. But I think, like, the initial shock of it, right? And then even, like, you know, like, we were at the Dollar Tree and just kind of, mm-hmm. like, going through all this news. Because I think initially when they had said it was just him and then, like, maybe a few minutes later it was, like, also his daughter and, like, mm-hmm. like oh, you know, was... seven other people. And, uh, well, I, I think at that point, actually, they said it, more, it was more people. It was just, like, him and, like, his daughter. And I was like, what? Yeah, those news outlets were really trying right. to get the, get the first right. scoop. But I just remember, like, just being with my sister and, like, like, I don't know what it was, but it just, like, I just felt like I just needed to be close to her. Like, yeah. right? like I I mean, obviously, we have a good bond, but I just felt like, okay, I need to just, like, mm-hmm. stay put. Like, and for the next, like, few hours that we were with our with our family friends, it was just kind of, like, just connecting with them. Yeah. Like, disconnecting. And obviously, like, we were checking back and forth. Um, but it was just kind of, like, I don't know. I don't know. It just brought up a lot of emotions. Yeah. And, like, I didn't know how to talk about it either, mm-hmm. right? And then, again... And it's funny, right? Because I'm in the field where I get to talk about all the feels, all the emotions. But then, like, even, like, as a mental health professional, sometimes, like, we don't really talk about those things. Yeah. Right? So um, it kind of, like, really, again, 
maybe brought some perspective for me. And then I think when we were talking about like the episode, like how do we start it? Yeah. Like all the ideas that we had, and it was like we gotta address like grief, right? Like yeah. how do people kind of like get through it? I googled the term okay. <laughs> of what everyone was feeling. So it's disenfranchised grief. Mm. So it's a kind of like when it's separated mm-hmm. from you, like it's something that's like outside of. It's someone you you know through someone else or someone else is experiencing that grief right but you're feeling it too right and i think that right now we're all definitely as like a larger just Mm -hmm. anybody who was affected by this community um we're like at the what now right Mm -hmm. because it's been a a couple weeks and some people are still very much in the thick of Mm -hmm. it like feeling feeling their feels (laughs) um but but like you mm-hmm. were saying about spending time with your family, I definitely know mm-hmm. that. Or, or, or like whatever mm-hmm. your tribe. <laughs> right, right. Um, people are definitely like reaching out a little bit right. more, I feel like. And it, and it's important. It often sucks to think that, mm-hmm. you know, something like that has to happen to mm-hmm. feel that way. But how, whichever way that, that it happens, it's happening. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. And I think like. Like, one of the things is, like, living your life, right? Like, you, yeah. you can't stop yourself from, from living your life. I mean, like, when events like this happen, I think it does put a lot of, like, things into perspective. Um, and it makes you fearful, right, about, like, what if that could happen to my family? What if, right? Yeah. But kind of, like, when we're stuck in the what ifs, we're not able to kind of really be ourselves and mm-hmm. live in the moment. So um, one of the things I always talk about with students and, like, families that I work with is, like, we got to stay in the here and the now and be present, right? Whatever mm-hmm. that looks like, whatever that means for you, whether it's like, I'm going to go and spend time with my family and I'm going to be present that way. And knowing that it's okay to kind of like take breaks here and there because obviously mm-hmm. you want to honor what you feel, kind of mm-hmm. be with your emotions, be with those feelings. And definitely talk to a mental health professional if if you're kind of experiencing those things because with like the, the sadness, it comes like the depression, right? And mm-hmm. then kind of like knowing that it really hits you and yeah. it might bring up like my, my past what i can't even talk past traumas <laughs> sorry my Very accent though every once in a while like just gets in the way <laughs> brings up a lot of like different emotions for you right and then i think like whether it is talking to your friends or talking to a mental health professional it's always a good idea to just reach out right yeah um and especially you know as you're going through through this knowing that you're not alone because i think um a couple of weeks ago um for like my job we were able to get the dougie center to come in and talk Mm -hmm. about grief with our teens um and it was a really beautiful moment because a lot of my like teens that i work with now have like experienced loss whether Mm -hmm. it has been a parent a grandparent family member and i was kind of hesitant to bring the dougie center in because i was like i want him to talk about grief but i don't know if they're ready to talk about grief and a lot of kids were like i don't know miss (laughs) yesi i don't know if i'm gonna be able to talk about it and I'm like, that's cool. Just sit through it. Kind of like see, be Just in the listen. moment. And you know what? It was such a beautiful process because mm-hmm. like kids were opening up and talking about their feelings. Mm-hmm. And then at the end when like um, they had left, like kids were like, wow, like I thought I was the only one that was going through this. Right? right. I thought I was the only one that was feeling this. And it was like such a beautiful process that now kids are like feeling that they can actually talk about those things. So mm-hmm. if kids are doing it, why can't we? Yeah. Right? And I think I don't care how much of a cliche it is to be like, you are not alone. But it's true, you know, <laughs> right, you're really right. never truly alone. Right. We had that in one of my classes mm-hmm. um, over here at uh, PSU, too, where mm-hmm. it felt like, I think I told you, mm-hmm. I'm, I was like, it felt like a giant therapy session. <laughs> and right. in that, uh, we each had to, like, share our story. And I'm like, damn. Mm-hmm. Really, like, already three weeks in, mm-hmm. like, this is what we're doing. And, and it was crazy because, um, I think because it was in a smaller setting like that, right. everyone disclosed 
so much right. and it was wild because so many of us had gone through very similar mm -hmm. things a lot of things that we hadn't talked about with anybody else right. but we were able but to but it probably feels like a safe space because yeah. you're like most likely i'm not gonna see this people <laughs> i ain't gonna see this stranger ever again after right. the 10 weeks are up we're we're done too <laughs> right. and i think that the, the thing that like you know like i mean like i know i keep bringing up like talking to a mental health professional and, and also like being mindful that i That's know that you are a mental health professional. <laughs> right but also being mindful that i know it's not accessible to everyone right, right. because we know a lot of our communities um maybe it's it's not a thing that they're mm -hmm. open to yet or mm -hmm. um we know that it like financially could put like some stress on 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 people so kind of like also finding um resources out there yeah. whether it's like talking to your friends or like maybe talking to other mental health professionals that they do like the on the scale um like where they what is it, sliding scale sliding scale um or like finding like like articles that you can relate to that kind of like really explain what like the stages of grief are or finding podcasts that like yeah. ours that I was gonna say that that's why <laughs> you can relate to right and and mm -hmm. kind of like just finding like um your your people that you know that you can connect with and and you don't necessarily have to talk about like you know like oh I'm feeling this way I'm feeling sad or, or you can right I mean mm. do what you need to do but being able to kind of like just be open and talking about it and knowing that you can take it one day at a time right because right? what I have explained to kids is like your emotions are like a roller coaster oh. one day you'll have a high like yeah I'm so good and then the next day you're like oh what the heck happened right El Columpio El Columpio <laughs> That song. Right, like the Columbia song. But so knowing that, right, like yeah. you're going to have some good days, you're going to have some bad days, and kind of like really just honoring where you're mm -hmm. at, right? Like it's a process. It's not something that you're just going to get through um, like right away. It's and messy. Right, it is messy. And we love messy. I was going to say, <laughs> we like messy. Right. <laughs> and then knowing like it could be like years down the road and then you'll have the feeling that might come up and yeah. then just being like, you know, like today's a hard day and honoring mm -hmm. that, you know, like I, I'm just going to do the best that I can today. That's why I appreciate Jessica so much <laughs> because I felt so alone for so many years where I would have hard days like that about mm -hmm. something that had happened to me like millions and millions of years before. I'm just kidding, not like that, but you know, a very <laughs> long ancient. time before I was feeling it. And and I didn't understand, you know, why why I was feeling that. Mm -hmm. And now I obviously now I know that other people feel that too. <laughs> but she really she really helped me kind of um be okay with that because mm -hmm. I, I'm super, I think we all are really mm -hmm. hard on ourselves, but I, I would always just kind of beat myself up like, wow, bitch, really? Like, <laughs> that happened so long ago. Get over it. Mm -hmm. But it, it, something something triggers something, you mm -hmm. know, that bubbles up all those emotions all over again. Mm -hmm. and, and I really do have her to thank for that because that, nobody had ever helped me, like, um, put what that, what, I, what that feeling was into words. Mm -hmm. And I think I just jumbled them all up again, but... Right. <laughs> you know what I mean, <laughs> right? Well, and then that's the thing, right? With our yeah. emotions, I think we we all and I and I put myself in this category mm -hmm. too. But I think we all like try to shove our feelings down. And I explained it; it's like a little volcano. <laughs> like oh, essentially, yeah. it's gonna erupt, and then oh, it's yeah. gonna be all over the place. It's gonna be messy, you know. And you have to be okay with that, right? Like doing the exploring. And, I, and the other thing, like also like find 
finding if you find a mental health professional i know i keep putting the plug in (laughs) (laughs) i keep putting the plug in but part of it is like i think within our culture right because we are not used to talking to anyone but our family because we Mm -hmm. resolve our issues sometimes through our families um that it's important to find someone who might be um you might connect with like whether they're bilingual bicultural i think for me that was one of the important things when i started going to school that i was like i want to be a bilingual bicultural provider Mm -hmm. and at that point i didn't really know what that meant but the people that I work with like made it so amazing for me that I was yeah. like it does make a difference like that somebody can speak your language mm-hmm. or like even if they don't understand the cult- the culture that they're curious about it and they're asking you about it um, and you know like obviously therapists are not perfect either FYI mm. <laughs> I'm like no <laughs> they might not have all the answers and it's okay but you yeah. know like also we're vulnerable right yeah. so kind of like being able to like that they're willing to navigate that with you yeah. um, and kind of ask you the questions and you know as, as a person going into therapy therapy like also asking the questions like how are you going to approach this what are some of the things that you use to kind of support people right kind Work of figure the mess together right and you know the, how they say they're going to help you unpack <laughs> i know <laughs> unpack all those things you probably say that a lot <laughs> <laughs> right but you know i think uh that's why we're. I'm so glad that we're doing this because part of it is like kind of like bringing up like things that have come up with us, mm-hmm. um, and I mean like we have so many ideas for for this podcast. And so stay tuned. Stay tuned <laughs> because we definitely want to hear from you. We want to know what what it is that that you want to hear about, and then like for us to be able to wrap up, we talked about like three things that we are obsessed with at the moment. Um, do you want to start? It's up to you. I don't mind. I have my three. Do you have your three? Uh, I'm, I have two. So I have to come up with. <laughs> um, Bye. I'll give you time to think. Okay. <laughs> sometimes I'm overprepared. Sometimes I'm not. Today I was definitely like, whoo, whoo, I got this. Um. So number one, it, there are three very random things. You know, it's never gonna be like, oh, we have a theme. Maybe some days we will, but um, today it's pretty random. Uh, for a while now, I think one of the things that I've been super obsessed with, and this is a product. So um. For I, I used to work in cosmetics, and I actually I still kind of do. Uh, but she I does. I do. <laughs> but I worked at uh, Sephora for a really long time, so I love one of my like monthly things that I do is I go in once a month, and I know the girls at my Sephora, so I go and I ask them, you know. Um, this is what I want. This is what I'm looking for. I'm having this problem with my skin. I I want my makeup to look this way, you know. And and though I have like some of my own knowledge on that, I love them so much. And shout out to them, uh, for uh, helping me so much for Washington Square. Love you guys. Um, <laughs> but my favorite, um, one of my favorite things right now is the pharmacy um, green clean cleansing balm. As a, as a mouthful but uh, <laughs> I mean I'm not super perfect at it but I've been trying to reduce like my waste and I used to go through those Costco face wipes which are like mm. the best in my opinion so fast and there were like five freaking bags like giant bags but mm. I'd go through them super fast and I didn't want to do that anymore so that green clean has really come through and it's a balm that um first of all if I get home really late and I still I still live with my parents. <laughs> if I get it's home really good. late, it's they cannot no shame hear on that. me like fumbling around looking for uh, for you know like my makeup wipes. I just you know clean my face and then do a cleanser because I'm a double cleanse girl. So that's what the first thing. The second thing is, um, so I was at Target the other day. Oh. <laughs> I, I love Target. We love Target. Yes. Everyone, I think everyone Tar-shay. loves Target. <laughs> but the Ghirardelli chocolate squares, right? Oh, yeah. You know yes, those yes, little yes, bags yes. that they have? My friend Natalie one year sent me um, the peppermint bark for Christmas, and it's freaking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. 
love that stuff. But I was at Target and they were they had those little bags on sale two for eight dollars. Mm. <laughs> and I I found the strawberry bark and at first I was like, ugh, like that sounds so <laughs> disgusting. But I was like, ah, we we always need chocolate in our office. Yes. Like that's what we do. We have lunch and then we have a piece of chocolate. We eat our feelings. We <laughs> we have a snack drawer. <laughs> but I I I ate. I bought the bag of strawberry uh, bark and mm. it's been it's been you know a hit. Mm-hmm. It's been a hit. It's we all love good. it. Everybody's like, mm, when they bite into it, it was really yeah. good. And then the third and last thing that I'm obsessed with, and I'll probably be obsessed with all year long, is Nancy Pelosi ripping oh up what's his face's <laughs> speech. Can oh my, rip, rip it, rip it, girl. <laughs> but that's the that's the thing. That's that's my third. Sorry, thing. I didn't mean to rip her. <laughs> keep one, girl. Keep one okay, for the memory. <laughs> That yeah, that's definitely gonna become yeah. a meme. I and yeah. I I it love is a meme. I, I love her. Um, there is another gif where she's like clapping with like that the petty clap. Yes, so the I guess that would queen. be one thing I'm obsessed <laughs> with because like I feel like anytime some somebody says something smart assy, I'm like I just send that meme. Just kind of like <laughs> keep clapping. Um, the other thing that I'm obsessed with, um, The Bachelor. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. You know, I never watched The Bachelor. I mean, I watched an episode here and there. I'm like, oh, this is stupid. Yeah. And it's still stupid. I'm sorry if you guys are fans. But <laughs> it just gets me so angry. But it gets me my yeah. feeling. It gets my feelings out, right? I, I mean, I work with teenagers. So you got to yeah. understand. Some days I'm just like, I get home and I'm like, I just want to be done with it. And then I have to watch The Bachelor. And it puts me a little bit in a, in a better mood because i'm like man okay i'm, I'm doing okay <laughs> you know like the drama i mean i normally mm. don't like like drama but those girls man i mean like if you're telling every girl you're in love with her i know like are That's you bizarre. are you really <laughs> dudes out here already doing that though yeah, yeah. so um next time um i have to watch this yeah. uh, this past monday because i haven't or actually maybe i'm two mondays behind but mm. i have to watch it because those girls are petty and i'll tell you who my favorite is like who i think is gonna win although i think there's a plot twist at the end so i'm yeah. not even sure um there's another show because i am big into shows yeah um there's a show called aj and the queen it's mm. on netflix um oh, yeah, and yeah that. it's it's a cute show it's about um this guy who is a drag queen mm-hmm. um and then meets a neighbor uh an upstairs neighbor um and for a long time he thinks that it's a boy but it's actually a girl <laughs> oh. um but i mean they kind of like go through the process of like helping they each help each other find each other because mm-hmm. i think for a while they're kind of like doing their own thing mm-hmm. and um and it's a really cute show. I don't I don't know how to explain it. So if you like Netflix, um, and you like cheesy and fun, cute shows, <laughs> and like a lot of good music, I would say I recommend AJ and the Queen. Yeah. Um, and well, the Pelosi, but I don't want to copy you. But I mean, um, everybody's obsessed with that. I right know. Now. <laughs> but one thing that I that I previously, before coming here, I went to do was getting my eyebrows done. Yes. And then I love Benefit products. It's a plug-in. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> it's not a plug-in. But I love their products. I go yeah. to Washington Square. I think that's our mall that we that's go to. Mall. That's our meeting mall. Um, that's our meeting <laughs> mall. <laughs> right. And it just. I feel like my girl Lahua, she always hooks it up and like makes my eyebrows yeah. look nice and yeah. and not like how I used to have them when I was in high school. Like like a, I wasn't like a chola eyebrow kind of girl, but um, I definitely did not know how to do my eyebrows in high school. I don't think any of us. So I don't think I'm gonna show those pictures. <laughs> those are very private. <laughs> we we won't know. Okay, I won't show them. <laughs> but anyways, thank so you for yeah, we did it. Yes, we did Episode it. One. Woo! 
So thank you for staying with us throughout the whole time. Hopefully you made it through the whole thing. I'm, I'm, I um, appreciate you if you did. Yes, we are very excited. We have kind of an ending, you know, thing for you all. If you want to uh, go ahead and if you th- if anything that we talked about brought up, you know, oh man, you know, I went through that too or I uh, made you think of something, mm-hmm. send us your fear or your story on grief. We actually have an email and it is amigasforwellness at gmail.com. The four is the number four. So amigasforwellness at gmail.com. And we'll have that either in the details or we'll have it in the details and then we'll link it to our Instagram page. Yeah, it's so official. I love yeah. it. All right. We hope everybody has a great week and uh, yes. we'll talk to y'all soon. Yes. Bye. Adios.